Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. 
buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified. Father God, I thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people to tell them what thus is the Lord. I thank you for this message, God, that you gave to me to give to them, God. I pray that it blesses them, God. But most of all, God, I pray that it brings you glory so that your name may get the glory. To God be the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Exodus, Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. That's Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. From the Amplified, the AMP. Now a man of the house of Levi, the priestly tribe, went and took as his wife a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was especially beautiful and healthy, she hid him for three months to protect him from the Egyptians. When she no longer could hide him, she got him she got him a basket, chest made of papyrus reeds, and covered it with tar and pitch, making it waterproof. Then she put the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. And his sister Miriam stood some distance away to find out what would happen to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile, and she, together with her maidens, walked along the river's bank. She saw it among the reeds and sent her maid to get it, and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. And she took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Again, that's Exodus 2, verses 1 through 6 from the Amplified. Notice again, verse 6. When she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the child was crying. Don't miss that part. The baby was crying when she found him. Now it has been said that when a child is psychologically too young to understand what's going on, they can still pick up on the fact that something is wrong. It is said when they're too young, psychologically too young, to understand what's going on, they can still pick up on the fact that something is wrong. And I wonder if Moses, as a baby, being pushed away from his mother and down the Nile River, I wonder could he somehow pick up on the fact that something was wrong. 
Could he somehow pick up on the fact that something was wrong, that his mother of all people was the one pushing him away, even though she had a good reason for doing so? Even though, let me make that clear, even though she had a good reason for doing so, still she was pushing him away. Could Moses, at such a young age, been feeling a sense of rejection? Could Moses, at such a young age, been feeling a sense of rejection? And if so, could that have been the reason why he was crying? And if so, could that have been the reason why he was crying? Because we know he was not drowning. She put the tar in the basket to make it waterproof. So if there was no water in the basket, he was not drowning. So I just wonder, could that have been the reason why he was crying because he felt rejected? Could Moses, as a baby, been feeling what many of you are feeling right now? Could Moses, as a baby, been feeling what many of you are feeling right now? Somebody, you're feeling rejected in your own house. Somebody, you're feeling rejected in your own house. Rejected in a marriage that started out as a fairy tale. Somebody else, the rejection you're feeling comes from a comes from a relationship you thought was headed towards marriage, but now the fairy tale has become a nightmare. You're trying your best to live with. It's become a night nightmare that you're trying your best to live with. Or like Moses, at the root of your rejection. At the root of the rejection you're feeling, it seems your parents have planted in you. Now you're struggling with never feeling accepted. Now you're struggling, somebody you're struggling with never feeling accepted, never feeling good enough, somebody for your in-law. You're never feeling good enough. But I want you to know on tonight, beloved, God, God let me come to prolify tonight just to let you know you are not alone. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, David's father didn't think he was good enough to even be counted among his brothers. He didn't think that David was good enough to even be counted among his brothers. So he was kept outside tending sheep. But listen to the realness. I love this. But listen to the realness of the relationship David had with God as a result of being rejected, being a loner being considered not good enough to even be counted among his brothers. Listen to the type of relationship that was birthed out of all of that. David said to God, you've always been right there for me. You've always been right there for me. Don't turn your back on me now. Don't throw me out. Don't abandon me. You've always kept the door open. My father and mother walked out and left me, but God. Somebody, your your father and your mother walked out and left you, but God. David said, my father and mother walked out and left me, but God took me in. There's Psalms 27, verses 9 through 10, just in case somebody needs to write that down and make that, and make that your personal verse for what you're going through. There's Psalms 27, verses 9 through 10 from the Message Bible. That's the kind of talk, that kind of intimate conversation you have with God. 
when you have been through hell. That's the kind of intimate conversation, the kind of intimate talk you have with God when you have literally been through hell. And you know that it was only God that kept you. And you know that it was only God that kept you. Kept you in spite of who rejected you. God kept you in spite of who rejected you, who pushed you away. Act like they didn't even want you around. And I know all of us can relate to that. They act like they don't they don't even want you around. They act like they didn't even want you around. Even if that person just happened to be your very own father, your very own mother. Still, I know you don't understand. Somebody listening to me, I know you don't understand the reason for all the reason for it all, the reason for all of this. You don't understand the favoritism being shown. You don't understand the favoritism being shown. In the midst of your confusion, in the midst of your confusion, develop a prayer life. In the midst of your confusion, develop a prayer life. And if you have a prayer life, let all this happen, birth out an even stronger spiritual conviction to stay one-on-one with God. And if you have a prayer life, if you don't have a prayer life, develop one. But if you have a prayer life, let, let, let all this happen, everything that you've been through, all this happen, birth out of you an even stronger spiritual conviction to stay one-on-one with God. That's what prayer is. Prayer is one-on-one time with God. What's prayer? Prayer is one-on-one time with God. Because only God, via Holy Spirit, can answer some of the questions you're carrying. Because some of y'all got some heavy questions. And only God, via the Holy Spirit, can answer some of the questions you're carrying and not hurt your feelings. That's what I love. One of the things I love about the Holy Spirit. He can answer your questions, the questions that you're carrying, and not hurt your feelings. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman in that way. He's a gentleman in that way. He knows how to say something to you and cause you to get it. It's like that aha moment. He knows how to cause you to get it, to finally understand, but not be offended by what he said. People can't offer you that. They don't know how to say it to you just right to make you get it without being offended. Sometimes people come on too strong, but the Holy Spirit knows how to Gently maneuver his way in there and say what he needs to say. Get your attention. Say what he needs to say. Get you to understand it. You're not offended, but still you got what you needed. People can't offer you that, as I said. Moses, in tonight's foundational text, was unable to ask questions because, remember, all of this was happening to him as an infant. All of this was happening to him as an infant. It's heartbreaking to me to see babies in general go through so much, knowing they've never asked for any of it. Moses never asked to be born, and he certainly never asked to be pushed away when things got too hard for his parents to handle. Or he never asked to be pushed away when he could no longer be hidden. But that's how it had to be. Of course, that's how it had to be if Moses were to grow up and not die at the age of two. I told you his mother had a good reason for pushing him away. But still, she pushed him away. So there had to be 
some physical, some emotional side effects from all of that for Moses as a baby. But still, it was with good reason. That's how it had to be if Moses were to grow up and not die at the age of two. There was just no way at that time his mother could have explained that to her baby boy and he understand her choices. But her actions, that's another thing, but her actions, he felt he felt her actions. Like many of you, it's, it's her actions he didn't know how to deal with. Like many of you, it's her actions. It's, it's, what she, which, it's what she did that he didn't know how to deal with. And so he cried. He was found crying, having been like Jesus, rejected by his own people. And so he was found crying. And so he cried. He was found crying, having been like Jesus, rejected by his own people, feeling rejected in the relationship. Tonight's message. Again, tonight's message is feeling rejected in the relationship. The Bible says he, meaning Jesus, came to his own people, and even they rejected him. John 1, verse 11, from the New Living Translation. And when you think about it, you know just what that's like. When you think about it, you know just what just what that's like to know that you came into that marriage to know that you came into that marriage, into that relationship, fully intending to be a blessing. You fully intended to be a blessing to your spouse, to be a blessing to that person that you're in a relationship with, only to be rejected for your every effort, only to be rejected for your every effort. Nothing you do is enough. Nothing you do is enough. Nothing you say is enough. Somebody, you need to stop. And encourage yourself right now. Stop and encourage yourself. You may not be enough for them. Hear me. You may not be enough for them, but you are enough. You are enough for God. You are enough for your real, your real family and friends. And I need you. I need you to be enough for yourself as well. I need you to be enough for yourself as well. You are enough. Hear me one more time. You are enough. You see, beloved, nothing heals outwardly until first your inner self is allowed to heal inwardly. Nothing heals outwardly until first your inner self is allowed to heal inwardly. So somebody, don't look at it as separation. Don't look at it as as separation. Look Look at it as you finally being allowed to heal. Look at it as you finally being allowed to heal after all you've been through. Time and distance allowed Joseph to heal. Time and distance allowed Joseph to heal, to release the hurt feelings, to release the hurt feelings, the anger he felt, having been pushed away from his father, ripped away from his home, and sent away against his will. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, you need to go back and read Genesis 37. Time and distance gave Joseph the opportunity to see God's hand in the midst of one of the most painful seasons of his life as a young man. It gave Joseph the time, time to see God's hand in one of the most painful seasons of his life as a young man. Now his perspective now his perspective 
was not one of, I don't understand why all of this is happening. And see, many of you, you're still at that point. You're still, that's right where you are right now. You don't understand why all of this is happening. But when Joseph got time and distance, he moved past that. Now his perspective was not one of, I don't understand why all this is happening. Instead, his newfound perspective caused him to think and speak differently. His new perspective caused him to think and speak differently and say things to his brothers like, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me. Okay, we clear about that. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Genesis 50, verses 19 through 20 from the New Living Translation. Now, in your case, beloved, I'm not saying God brought you to your current position. I'm not saying disclaimer. I'm not saying that God brought you to your current position. But since you are in the position, use it. I'm saying, what I'm really saying is, but since you're in the position, use it. You're already in it, so you're in the position, use it. I want you to use every ounce of the pain, every ounce of the hurt, to get closer to Jesus. I want you to use every ounce of the pain, every ounce of the hurt to get closer to Jesus. We are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. Get closer to Jesus. After all, who better to minister to someone who has been rejected than someone who successfully survived being rejected? After all, who better to minister to someone who has been rejected, then someone who has successfully survived being rejected. Someone who took the wound of rejection and used it, Jesus used it, to pave the way for something beautiful to happen. Remember the Bible says he came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right. He gave the right. Don't miss that part. He gave the right to become children of God. This John, verse 1, 11, 11 and 12 from the New Living Translation. Jesus used the pain of being rejected. He used the pain of being rejected by his own people as an opportunity to pave the way for you and I. He used the pain of being rejected by his own people as an opportunity to pave the way for you and I to be the children of God. And think about it. You know I like to make you think on prolific fire. If you've been around prolific fire for any length of time, then you know I like to make you think on prolific fire. We some thinkers around here. Not only was Jesus rejected, not only was Jesus Jesus rejected, but he is still to this day being rejected. But he is still being rejected today. Every time, don't believe me, I got proof. Every time a loved one doesn't want doesn't want to hear you talk about the Bible, every time a loved one doesn't want doesn't want to hear you talk about the Bible, they don't want you to even mention the name of Jesus, etc. He's being rejected all over again. Anytime they don't want you to even talk about the Bible or mention Jesus' name, he's being rejected all over again. 
Christianity is not just a cute message. Christianity, don't get it twisted. Christianity is not just a cute message. Christianity is a person. Christianity is a person. Jesus is the word made flesh according to John chapter 1, verse 14 from the, the NIV. Jesus is the word is the word made flesh according to John chapter one verse fourteen from the NIV. He is the word that people are still rejecting today. Sadly, he is the word that people are still rejecting today. So don't think he doesn't know how you feel in that relationship. So don't think he doesn't know how you feel in that relationship in that marriage because he does. Not only that, but Jesus knows grief and sorrow. Jesus knows grief and sorrow. These are feelings he became acquainted with firsthand when he was physically on this earth. These are feelings, grief and sorrow are feelings he became acquainted with firsthand when he was physically on this earth, according to Isaiah 53 and 3. The New King James says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Isaiah 53 and 3, New King James. The NIV says he was despised and rejected by mankind. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Isaiah 53 and 3, NIV. So turn to him. That's what you need to do. So turn to him. Make him your ally. Make him your ally in all your feelings. Let's pray. Father God, encourage the heart of every person. Encourage the heart of every person listening under the sound of my voice. Heal every rejected, wounded piece of their heart. Help them to get past how they are feeling today with a healthy self-esteem still intact because that's what the enemy wants. He wants them to have low self-esteem, but I bind that on tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you don't notice Jesus, the one that has been rejected, is being rejected, who knows grief and sorrow the same as you, but you desire to know him. You seriously desire to know him. Repeat after me. Open your mouth and mean it from your heart. Repeat after me. Help me to move out of the way and make room for Jesus in my heart, in my life. I desire to get to know him and accept him as my Lord and Savior by way of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I repent of anything. I am a sinner and I repent of anything that will hinder him or delay him from being active in my life right now. In his name, in Jesus' name, amen. This concludes tonight's message. I pray that somebody was blessed. I pray that it helped you in the midst of what you're going through. Remember to lean on Jesus. Make him your ally in everything that you're feeling right now and develop a deeper, a stronger prayer life. Your prayer life is what's going to take you through. It's not over until you finish praying. And I pray that you do just like uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, that you pray without ceasing, meaning that you just continue. 
There is no end. There is no end. If you need prayer, a Bible-based consultation, you can always call or text 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire at gmail.com. However, if you're on the phone lines right now via Block Talk Radio and you have a specific prayer request that's unrelated to what the Lord just brought his word about, what we just prophesied and prayed about, because you should have received that by faith if your prayer request is something different, here's the phone rules for tonight. Get your prayer request in your head and press 1 on your phone. I need you to press 1 on your phone now. If you know that you need prayer, you want prayer tonight, right now, press 1 on your phone. And I will call out your area code, nothing more. I will never give everybody your full number, just your area code, just enough to let you know you're about to be on the air. But wait, 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 wait until you hear me say hello and probably greet you before you start talking. That way, not only will God hear your prayer request, but I will hear it as well and proceed accordingly. Now the announcements. I'm going to come to the phone line in a minute, but I'm going to do the announcements to give you time to get your prayer request together. If you need this ministry's PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolific fire. That's paypal.me slash prolific fire or the Cash App which is the dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The P in Prolific is capital, the F in Fire is capital, written all together. And if you see a cash app that has a soul with a fire coming out of it, that is this ministry's logo, and you have the right cash app. My name is added to it as well, so you'll see it. And with all of that being said, I'd like to thank everybody that has been sowing. I pray that the Lord will give it back to you, 36, 100 fold, wherever it is that you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you. Thank you, and God bless you for sowing into this ministry. As usual, you can find me find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire. On Instagram at Property Safety, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page, and check out ProlificFire.com. You can donate on the, on the website. You can sponsor a child through World Vision. Become a sponsor with me. There are wonderful, beautiful children that are in need of, need of, need of sponsors. You think COVID has really affected us? It has affected them, too. They need sponsors. So if you want to know more about that, you can reach out to me, or you can go directly to the website and do what you need to do and become a sponsor along with me. I've been sponsoring different children. Sometimes when I say that that I've been sponsoring children, I think people think I mean the same children since 1997. I've sponsored different children throughout the years, a lot of children throughout the years. And it's been a been a blessing to see how the money really changes their lives and helps them get ahead and be poverty. So if you like to help out a child and help them have the best life possible, be a blessing unto them, join me in becoming a sponsor. Join me in becoming a sponsor. If you don't get your prayer request in for tonight, for whatever reason, your next opportunity, if you don't want to reach out to me in private, your next opportunity will be Friday night, Faith on the Line with Prophet. It's always a time of prayer and encouragement. The Lord is always there with us, and we would be honored if you would join us as well. 
Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Mississippi. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Mississippi. Call the number that many of you called tonight, which is 347-426-3782. Call 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then, too, so call in. Then join me, your truly. Property safety back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place, Monday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific, when the message will be, don't give up in your mind. Don't give up in your mind. We are looking at the phone lines for tonight. I see that nobody has matched one, so I guess that means you don't need prayer for tonight. But if things change, I've given you all the information you need. You can reach out. And I will be glad to pray with you. Or you can join us for Friday, and we will be glad to welcome you in, and I'll pray with you then. However you want to do it, just reach out. And we'll be willing to meet you at the point of your need. How about that? Shall God be the glory. Thank you, everybody. Have a blessed.